You are about to hear the Parental Dadvisory podcast. Parental Dadvisory contains lots of adult content. You may hear swearing, sex talk, oh, yeah. discussions about the challenges of parenting, drink recipes, and more. Parental Dadvisory is real. It's raw and definitely not safe for work. Consider that your fucking warning. So put up your feet, grab your favorite adult beverage, and behold the glory that is the Parental Dadvisory Podcast. Here's Doug and Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Parental Dadvisory. I'm your host, Jay, here with my co-host. This is Doug. How are you all doing? <laughs> We're doing great, as always, man. <laughs> I think I've maybe had too many beers to start the podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest with us, Tony Conrad. Tony, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Well, first of all, thanks for letting me come on uh, Parental Dad Advisory. It's uh, good to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. Definitely happy to have you. You can find me and how I got hooked up with you guys is uh, through the dad blogging community. I uh, blog at faithfamilyandtechnology.com, so that pretty much gives away what I blog about. I've been married for 20 years. I've got uh, two daughters, 13 and 16. So pray for me, please. Yeah, I'm already doing that for you, man. I'm in that same boat. So, <laughs> And then for a, a career, I've uh, worked for the last 25 years at uh, a group of radio stations in Des Moines, and I'm the midday guy on a country station there. And I'm also in charge of uh, all the commercials for our cluster. That is probably the most interesting thing to me. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Because of my love of music and audio and all that, like like when uh, when we got into contact with you and you reached out, and uh, if anybody who has been listening consistently has heard the new intro and outro, Tony uh, made himself available to us for that. And uh, he did those on his own time and accord. And we really want to thank you for that. Absolutely, man. Oh, not a problem. I- I just, uh, you know, like I said, been part of the dad blogger community and I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to foster, foster the relationships with, with the guys that I've been reading and, and seeing in there and, and just, uh, try to give back to the community that I've learned a lot from. It's, it's, um, it's been interesting just to hear the intro because, you know, I tried doing that very same intro and with much less panache. So I have to say, I really appreciate you, uh, helping us get that to sound actually professional. So it's been uh, it's been great that you actually reached out to us, and I I guess I can speak for Jay here and say that we just really completely appreciate it. Well, it was kind of fun, you know, when we were talking about what you wanted. You know, you know, you you said you wanted to keep it kind of with the theme and and how it would fit. So I went back and I listened to that first episode, and I thought, well, you know, I really don't need to recreate the wheel here. And then I went to your your uh, parentaladvisory dot com website there, and I and I saw the graphics, you know, the real raw, not safe for work, and it all just kind of blended together and sent the first draft over to you expecting to get some, uh, some critiques on that and say, Hey, do this, do that. And what I sent you is what you're using. So thanks guys. Yeah. I think it was leaps and bounds ahead of anything that we had tried to prep on our end. And that's no offense to you, Doug. That's even with me as well. I don't, don't think that I could have put something out like that. So when we heard it, we were just like, Oh, what do we need to change about this? It's perfect. Yeah. You, you wound me, sir. You wound me. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I put that together on a Sunday morning. The rest of the family was asleep. I was down uh, in our family room where I've got my little home studio recording set up. And, you know, I was recording it, listening to the headphones, and I got it just the way I wanted. But then I thought, you know, everything always sounds better in headphones. I need to listen to it how I would listen to a podcast. And my truck, it's old. 
And so in order to listen to podcasts, I've got this little cube Bluetooth speaker that I throw up on the dash and and I bounce the sound off the windshield and it comes back to me. I thought, if it'll sound good on this, then I'm ready to send it over to you guys. And so, you know, I'm cranking that up, listening to it, and I'm liking how it sounds. And my youngest daughter came out of her room and she looked at me and she said, what are you listening to? <laughs> and then, and then she said, did you, did you say, and I'm like, no, sweetheart, I did not. And she goes, but I heard, and I'm like, there's trickery in the editing process. So I, I, I even had to come bring her down in, in front of the computer and say, look, dad did not say the F word. I want you to know when I said that, I said, Farkin. <laughs> so what Farkin, if you say Farkin, what that'll do is you get the F and then you get the N at the end and then you just pull out the little middle middle piece throw a beep over top of it and and it sounds like you're swearing that was freaking genius <laughs> Farkin genius sorry Farkin genius Farkin genius well you know given given my career i i do not like to swear around a microphone at all i i've uh, seen colleagues lose <laughs> lose their jobs because they drop an f f bomb on on the air and so i just try to keep a good practice whenever i'm in a room with a microphone i pretend it's hot probably a pretty good approach see i i feel like that's what we're gonna have to do in the future if we ever uh get brought into some kind of limelight at dad 2.0 for this or if we get nominated for an iris or something because we're gonna have to go up there and just be like okay i'm in front of a microphone but i can't do what I normally do. I got to say, though, that the swearing, it doesn't doesn't bother me, though. Yeah. Well, uh, I think if we ever do something like that, Jay, is going to be something where you just have to make sure you keep the liquor away from me and I probably will be OK. OK, so I, I'm going to go into a little bit of something that we didn't uh, discuss in our pre-discussions here because you've brought it up, Tony. What got you into radio? Oh, well, <laughs> long story short, have you ever heard? Probably not, Jay. You're a lot younger than Doug and I. Um, have you ever heard of a... Um, broadcaster by the name of Bruce Williams. I actually have. Yes. All right. Well, he did a talk show AM radio back when I was in third grade. I got uh, my very first Walkman and uh, the younger kids might not know what that is, but uh, I used to stay up late listening to uh, listening to his his uh, radio show. And I just thought it was so cool. And that combined with WKRP in Cincinnati, I'm like, that's what I want to do. Uh, Mike, it was funny as I remember that guy and the guy I used to do that to uh, uh, listen to as well was Dr. Demento. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, man. I'm fucking old. <laughs> every every Sunday night is uh, Sunday nights at about like 10 o'clock in my area when I was a kid is when that would be on. Yeah, it was 11 because I was over on East Coast. But, man, I, I, I would, uh, you know, kind of huddle under my covers and try to listen to as much as I could for all the weird stuff. And that's where, you know, Weird Al Yankovic kind of got his his uh, notoriety from was good old Dr. Demento, I believe. And, and did you throw a cassette in your dual cassette deck and record some of those so you could play them back the next day? Yeah, I didn't have a dual cassette. I was uh, uh, lower middle class. So it was like a, just a single cassette and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see let's get a let's get a little bit deeper into that what has been one of your let's say we'll do one or two favorite experiences over your time working radio um i gotta say hands down probably 
since this is the parental dad advisory podcast, my hands down dad moment as far as broadcasting would be was was getting my daughters backstage to meet Taylor Swift. That was oh man the 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 look on their faces and you know the dad cred that I got out of that just uh, you know I I. I, I still think back on that day and I've got to tell you, whatever you've heard about Taylor Swift, whether good or bad, first of all, she is a phenomenal businesswoman. She, she's just hands down the best at it. And I can tell by being in her, seeing her in her concerts, you can tell she's studied the best. She, there, there are glimpses of Garth Brooks in her shows. And, um, that's another one I'll tell you about Garth in a minute, but, uh, so cool. Taylor Swift, we're, we're standing in line, we're, we're backstage and they, what they do to make the, the experience a little bit more special is they have the line outside this like curtained off area and Taylor's back there and she's got her bodyguard and a, and a photographer and they open up the, 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 uh, the curtains there and they let you in. So it's just you and Taylor and just a couple other people. And my kids were just like, they were like awestruck. They didn't know what to think. And uh, Taylor, I, I think sensing that, she approached them and she came down to their level and she stuck out her hand and I'll never forget it. She said, hi, I'm Taylor. What's your name? And it just blew me away. And so we got a picture. We got a picture after that. And and so my kids, they will talk about that forever. Yeah, I mean, they're right there. That's going to be an unforgettable experience. I know my daughter would absolutely go insane if that were to happen. Yeah, and what's funny is I, I get that sense of like uh, Taylor Swift gets a lot of shit in the media for like, I guess her most recent album wasn't really great or wasn't geared the right way. But I get the sense that she she gets how the business works, but also understands that her fans are really important and that's what drives everything. So I, I'm not surprised that your daughters had such a great experience with that. And I think that's pretty wicked, wicked cool that they got to experience that. And I'll tell you, uh, the other one was uh, meeting Garth Brooks. I got to meet him a couple couple years ago um, when he rolled through Des Moines uh, on his tour. And I, I uh, took a little heat from my wife about that concert because one of her favorite uh, musicians, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, a country artist named Casey Musgraves. She was also all set up to be in town. So I had lined up, we had, we had tickets, we were going to meet Casey Musgraves and man, I, I was just going to score major points with the wife. Well, then it was about uh, four days before the Garth show and my program director at the time came up to me and said, you want to go to the first Garth show? And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh no, yeah, I do. I do. I really do. I've seen Garth a couple times before. He's incredible. And then, and then he goes, well, we're going to go backstage and, and we're going to meet him. And I'm just like, all right, done deal. I, I told him right there that, that it was a done deal, but, uh, you know, you got to make that phone call to the wife, honey, <laughs> um, you know, the Casey Musgrave show, we're going to put that on hold. Okay. We're, we're going to go meet Garth and, and, you know, she's cool and she's, She's really supportive of of my career. You, you know, you don't stay married in radio twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a rarity in, in my business. So, we we went to the show and uh, we went back. And the way Garth did his meet and greets for the this particular round of shows is, you know, you were there was a group of just like seven of us, and 
all from my radio station and, and spouses and stuff. And we were in a room down, you know, in the, the depths of the arena. And uh, the record rep said, you know, have a seat here. Here's some water. You know, Garth will be in a, in a little bit. Just make yourself at home. And so we're just hanging out there chatting amongst ourselves. And about 10 minutes later, in comes Garth. And, you know, he's wearing a hoodie and a baseball hat and, and jeans. Just uh, And he just comes up to you, hi, I'm Garth. And it was just like, whoa, crazy. And, and uh, you know, just to, to sit down and, and Trisha Yearwood, his wife, followed him into the room. And to we, we sat there and had probably, oh, a 10-minute conversation. It wasn't rushed. And and uh, coolest thing about that is we were getting ready to uh, take pictures and then and go on our way. And uh, I said to him, I said, I just want you to know, my oldest daughter was born in December and so when she would fuss middle of the night, I would sl- sing your version of Sleigh Ride to her. And that always calmed her down. And, you know, and, and most artists would just say, oh, OK, that, that's cool and let, let it go. But Garth followed it up with, when's your daughter's birthday? And so I, I told him and he's like, oh, that's cool. That's such and such else's birthday. And, you know, we're, we're working on this Christmas album, too. And and you should get that for your daughter. And, and I just thought that was cool that he took it one step. He did, he just didn't let it lie there. So that was cool. And then, uh, then we took our pictures with him and he gave us a, all a swag bag too. So I'm, uh, actually drinking some Kava tea out of my Garth Brooks world tour mug. At least he didn't introduce himself as Chris Gaines. <laughs> oh, you had to go of there, didn't did. you? <laughs> oh no. Yes. I'm so upset with you. I happen to love Chris Gaines. I'm not going to lie. Oh, <laughs> I am going to shit on you for the rest of your life for that. Anyone doesn't understand that, just Google Chris Gaines. You'll you'll understand real quick. <laughs> but, you know, you got to admire the guy for trying something different, though, you know. Oh, absolutely. It just was not – it didn't turn out as he had probably hoped. I, I do admire that he, he went and took a chance, and he got a lot of flack for it. But it just, uh, just didn't quite work out the way he'd hoped, I guess. You know what's funny, too? If you look into that, the flack that he got was mostly on this side of the pond, so to speak. Like he still he still sells that record overseas. Like it, it's changed the way he markets it. Now it's obviously Garth Brooks as Chris Gaines. But, um, you know, and that's one of those things I think. If you had just said, hey, I'm trying something different just listen to this music versus trying to create a whole character for yourself. Um, and I know there was like supposed to be a movie behind it and all that, but um, I, I think it's one of those things like my mom was a huge Garth fan and he could do no wrong. So she constantly listened to the album and I appreciate it for what it is. I'm not saying that I'm like, Oh yeah, the, the character was the best in the world, but no, I, I, I like the music. I can't blame the guy. <laughs> So, uh, Tony, part of the reason we're doing this podcast with you tonight is you do you do a, I, I believe, a weekly thing where it's the, uh, what are you drinking tonight? And, uh, you know, we've done some pretty heavy podcasts, you know, like Gun Rights and <laughs> like last one that we haven't released yet was talking about like blended families. And, you know, there's some heavier podcasts. But we want to do some, some sort of lighter fare. So uh, can you explain how you came up with the idea of what are you drinking? Yeah, I uh, do it every Friday on Facebook. And it started uh, a while back, a, a coworker of mine, no longer a coworker, but every Friday night, every Friday afternoon, about four o'clock, he would he would uh, come into the office and he would stick his head in in uh, my office and kind of do that head bob and point and he go, 
what you drinking tonight? And, and then we just have a five minute conversation about, you know, what he was drinking. Mostly he was a crown guy. He's like, likes the crown apple and, and me, I'm whatever beers on sale or, or whatever. And, and so it was just fun. And then when he quit working, I really kind of missed that. I, I missed the, the Friday, Friday night camaraderie. I missed the talking about, you know, what people, what, what they were enjoying, what they were liking, you know, was I missing out on some cool drink or something? And, and so I just uh, put together a quick little graphic and, and threw it up on on Facebook, you know, saying, what you drinking tonight? And, uh, people really, they're digging it. And I, and I think it's just cause it's lighter. It, it's, I usually do it Friday about six o'clock and that's usually when people are starting to crack their first one. And, uh, it, it, it's fun to, to just interact with people on, on something that doesn't have to deal with, you know, world issues or anything really heavy. It's like you said, it's, it's, it's just fun. So yeah, yeah. Friday nights, chime in. I've been doing that every Friday, by the way. So uh, I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but uh. oh yeah, and one of your more recent ones, uh, the the coffee, the coffee beer, a little bit. Yeah, that was something something by a brewery called Off Color, which uh, a friend of mine um, it was part of the Dad Bloggers group. Is Joel Grotzik. He he does Brewery Finder. He's like a a real big beer hound and. And he loves this beer that that off color makes called Dinosmores, and I have like been basically begging him to send me a bottle of it, and he's like, "Nope, it's too good. I'm hoarding as much as I can." <laughs> and I and where by where I work, there's this like enormous microbrew store. Like I could spend hours walking around in that thing, and I stumbled upon the coffee version of that. Usually, it's just a straight stout. That's a s'more stout, and this was one that was with coffee in it, and. Ye gods, that thing was delicious. Well, it, it looked looked good to me. <laughs> yeah, you. I think you said that looks like something I would like, and uh, yeah, I would. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would be hard pressed to find somebody who wouldn't like it. I bet it ain't as good as Natty Light. <laughs> well, I'm from the Midwest. It's Bush Light here, bud. <laughs> well, Jay's kind of Midwestern there a little bit. Like, yeah. the, is wait, is, is Michigan Midwest? Is that too far out of the? They say we're Midwest, but I mean, I, I don't feel like we get lumped in with the rest of it. No, and I think you guys get lumped in with like the UP and the Fargo people. Yes, well, all the, the UP time. doesn't have like a freaking accent, just like the Fargo people. I think like the, some of the Upers I know are like they have that same accent. I'm like, wait, that sounds a lot like the movie Fargo. Did they just kind of transplant the accents or, you know, what's, what's going on there? If you're talking good, cheap beers, uh, do you have a, a Trader Joe's in your area? I don't. Uh, I don't know if we do. I don't know. All right. Well, they've got a beer called Simpler Times, and I and I think it's brewed out of Wisconsin. And it's like $3.99 for a six-pack, so don't expect anything too great. But uh, it's got an ABV of like 6.2, and it's, yeah, $3.99 for a six-pack. It's pretty decent. It's what I'd call yourself a lawn mowing beer. You know, you just got done mowing the lawn, and you want to sit on the deck and survey your handiwork. That's a good beer for that. Yeah, it's good for the hot weather then. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want one today, but... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Tony, and then I'm going to touch on the idea that if you if you're going to not drink beer, what uh, what kind of things do you drink outside of that? You know, you mentioned your your former coworker was a crown guy, but uh, if you're going to go on something that's a little more on the sort of sipping end, which what direction are you going? Well, I got to tell you, um, I'm I'm really kind of first of all, you got to understand, I, I'm cheap. <laughs> economical uh, if you if you will so um but i've gravitated toward uh, it's costco's kirkland brand it's the kirkland blended scotch whiskey and it's like 21 bucks a bottle and uh 
I just like to pour a little bit, pour a little bit of that in my glass, throw a couple ice cubes in there, and, and you know I can sit in my chair and sip on that. How about you, Jay? Really, you're gonna go here with me? Oh, uh, you're gonna have to <laughs> let it out sooner or later so we can mock you mercilessly. Come on, Jay, what you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking, Jay? <laughs> my my go to drink happens to be vanilla bourbon with Coke. All right, all day long. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm not drinking beer, and my beer fluctuates all over the place, I'll I'll try something like what Doug mentioned earlier. I can drink cheap beer. I've never, you know, I know some people are like, oh, how can you drink cheap beer? It, it doesn't really bother me. Um, it, it was weird. My dad probably was one of those Guinness guys growing up. He only liked Guinness. Uh, and then I had the NASCAR loving uncle who just drank Bud Light. So uh, uh, all beers. Uh, not Bush. <laughs> Nope, not Bush. But I, thought like, Bush I, I, I thought I thought Bush was like the official beer of NASCAR for a period of time. Well, it was the Bush series there for a while for the second tier. Um, it was named after it. I believe it was the Bush series. It's been a while since I've watched NASCAR. I, I've never watched it. So never, not once. <laughs> no, dude. And I, and I really? grew up in super rural PA where. Everybody watched that shit and I hated it. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, I never I never watched NASCAR. We moved from Ohio to Florida and that's where my uncle was. And uh, like that was his thing. He loved it. He loved NASCAR. And we'd go over there and they'd have like viewing parties for the big races. And I still kind of was like, eh, it's OK. I don't get it. And then he took me to one. And like he got, you know, down where they have the trailers down there and you could yeah. get, get pieces of the tire and meet the drivers like. Going to one is absolutely a, a different experience than watching it on TV. Yeah, I went to I oh, went yeah. to one. So my aunt and uncle took me to a racetrack in Georgia that was a clay racetrack. But like when I came out, I looked exactly like I had just been like through a zombie apocalypse. Like I just all red and just like it was gross, but it was awesome to watch. You know, that'll happen if you go to an indie race too and sit close enough. You'll actually have black specks all over your your cheeks and on, on your arms because of the it's it's tire rubber coming up off the track so i, I can totally get you going through that zombie apocalypse <laughs> so uh, so jay your vanilla bourbon and coke um i would like to talk a little bit about some of the things that i like if that's okay no you're not allowed not allowed absolutely oh shit i'm gonna log off right now no i'm just kidding <laughs> Go for it. All right. So there's a few that I, I really dig that are mixed drinks. And, you know, I, I vary all over the place. I like really heavy, dark beers. I like scotch, obviously, because my blog is Scotch Flayers. Uh, but some of the mixed drinks that I prefer, there's one that's called a Blood and Sand, which was uh, one of Ernest Hemingway's favorite drinks. Uh, that one I really, really enjoy. It's not terribly difficult to make. Um, and, you know, it depends on, you know, you can go cheap round, like you can basically use a blend of whiskey or and a sweet vermouth and like cherry liqueur, or you can even just use maraschino cherry juice and then like orange juice in it. And just, you know, you can look that up online and figure out the ratios. And you know, basically it's like three quarters of everything according to the recipe that you would see online. But obviously you can do that, change that up. Uh, another one that I like that is uh, not really widely talked about is a, a one called a Martinez, which is basically a, a version of a martini. Uh, it uses gin and sweet vermouth and, and again, maraschino cherry liqueur, but you can use maraschino cherry, like like the juice from it, um, with uh, bitters and, and lemon twist. Like that is a, it sounds really, problem is you look at these kind of recipes and they feel like, oh shit, I got to do all these hoops and I got to use a shaker. Yeah, but a shaker is easy to use and... Um, you know, it, it, 
if you can find a recipe for something that works for you, I, I think the the effort you you put into it is really worth it. I mean, there's things like the an old fashioned or a sidecar. Those things are really classics, and and I really dig those too. But you know, I, I think it's just a matter of finding something that really works for you. It's not a difficult recipe, but uh, I like vodka cranberry sometimes, uh, especially in the summertime, and. You know, cranberry juice, that's good for your your urinary tract health, right? So it's a health drink. I like how you think, sir. Vodka cranberry is actually the drink responsible for uh, my relationship with my wife. I'm really hesitant. I'm really hesitant me to ask more to further explanation of that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, I, I don't know how much you've ever followed my my blog or my vlog, Doug, but I, know, I think I explained last year in one of the vlogs, we did the sit down. Um, so we're coming up on 10 years married, uh, a little over 11 years together, but we, uh, I guess let's put it out there again, since it's already in a vlog. So I, at one point was engaged to her best friend. Um, and we all, (laughs) you didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. That's a, that's a, that's a a statement, man. How do you expect me to let you finish on that? (laughs) So, um, so yeah, engaged to her best friend, got back from uh, BCT and AIT in the Army, and we all decided we we're going to move in together in a college town in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, a few months into that, like finally she was just like, oh, so while you were away in training, your your girlfriend, who was her best friend, cheated on you. And one thing led to another. We spent time together. But yeah, our drinks on our basic like first date were vodka cranberry. So I always joke that that is the drink responsible for our relationship. That almost sounded like a sitcom. (laughs) People have told us that. They're like, oh, man, every time you tell the story, I think of a sitcom. And I was like, yeah, that's my entire life is a sitcom. I was thinking Three's Company, but, you know. I, I was too. Well, Jack I was thinking Tripper, you were right? more Mr. Furley, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> oh, I wasn't uh, going to go there. So yeah, uh, with the drinking stuff, it's, it's interesting just like, you know, finding like, I, I don't know how it is between you and your spouses and, and finding the different levels of what you guys share. You know, my wife does like trying microbrews, which is, you know, a passion of mine. Um, she does really like scotch, but the scotch she likes is very specific. It's very peaty, very smoky. And uh, I think that like she likes scotch before we went to Scotland, but when we went to Scotland, it really cemented it for her was the idea of just finding something that was really, you know, kind of like the essence of Scotland, um, you know, but like she's more of a wine person and I cannot do wine because it is the only alcoholic drink that I, if I drink it the next day, I wake up with just my head is booming and I feel like I have cotton stuffed in it. So like, is there any, is there any sort of drinks or, um, you know, different kind of style of drinks that like really are something you kind of steer away from because you know that the, the repercussions are not worth it. Well, I have two, uh, rolling rock for me will give me a headache the next day, like no other. And, uh, the other one is, uh, Keystone. My wife has forbid me from drinking <laughs> Keystone because that that does bad things to me. I, I'm just going to leave it right there. I won't say any anything more. But she she and uh, she doesn't drink. You know, Diet Coke. That's her beverage of choice. But uh, which is good for me because I have a built in uh, designated driver. But uh, she she said no. Keystone. You can drink whatever you want, but I'm putting my foot down on that. It's wow. not coming back into our house. 
What about you, Jay? Um, the one that usually on the only thing that ever has knocked me out, uh, tequila, just straight tequila. <laughs> My 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 wife actually, it's kind of my keystone. She tries to forbid it. And what's funny is, is it doesn't only uh, make me get that headache or that that feeling of sickness, but you know, and everybody says, oh, d- different liquors, it doesn't matter. They all have alcohol content. It is the one my wife swears she like she'll tell people her my mother in law bought me this specific bottle of tequila I wanted for my last birthday, and my wife was so angry because she's like, when he drinks it, he's so obnoxious. wow (laughs) yeah and i was like well wait a minute you know i i grew up in a family doing shots of of whiskey and i'll drink anything else she's like we have this ongoing joke that she has never had to clean up after me or take care of me in our entire relationship so dating or married like i've had to clean up after her but like she hates tequila because she says it makes me obnoxious so that's the one drink that I will willingly try to avoid for that reason. I've heard for uh, for some folks it's Rumplemints. Oh, have you ever had that? Because I I have an unopened bottle upstairs. Throw that, it out. Uh, I got for- <laughs> <laughs> right there. Just just throw it out. Just get rid of it, huh? Uh, well, it's it's uh supposed to be minty, but I find it more like almost like sambuca with mint. Okay. Which is not a good combination. Sambuca by itself isn't great, which because I'm not a black licorice fan. But rumple mints is something like it's really thick and viscous. So like you do shots of it and it feels like just like, I don't know, like oil running down your throat. Really not a pleasant experience in my, in my in my estimation, at least. Well, since you've had it, Doug, I've got to ask. I, you know, I saw it was like a peppermint schnapps. So I was thinking, you know, it might be good in hot chocolate. Do you, do you think it would be all right there? It might be. Like, I, I hadn't even thought to do that. Hmm. That, that's, that's where I was going to go. Well, I, I will try it and I'll report back. Yeah, that's something that we're going to need to have some research done. Research, I'm doing that in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like we, no matter what, we have to tell Doug it's delicious just so he'll try <laughs> oh, You fuckers, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing ever, Doug. You really got to try it. And then I'm vomiting the next day. Why did you do that to me? So, you know, on the topic of drinks, one that I'll throw out there, I had never had prior to uh, New Orleans was a Sazerac. And that I found that I actually really enjoy. Yeah, that was that was fabulous. And uh, I just had like the hotel version of it. I didn't have like the, uh, the, the fancy one to go to the actual Sazerac bar to get it. And I thought that was delicious. And I'm not really a rye whiskey fan either. Never heard of it. What uh, what all goes into it? So we've got a quarter ounce of absinthe, one sugar cube, one and a half ounces of rye whiskey, and three dashes of bitters. And then they add a lemon peel into it for uh, garnish and flavor. I'll try anything once. I'm, I'm worried about... I'm not sure they put absinthe in the one we had at the hotel, but uh, I've always like been weirdly worried about absinthe. Like I'm going to like wake up and like have a kidney missing after I have that. So I'm really not sure what to do with that. <laughs> uh, it actually is my, in my understanding is they did put it in at the hotel. And the only reason I found out. So the first night where we had that, uh, the welcome party mm-hmm. and you could go into that little sidebar area and request drinks. Yeah. They actually had bottles of absinthe in there. Oh, okay. The one thing I did I did have in New Orleans, which is a, a specifically a New Orleans drink, was uh, something called a Pim's Cup, which uh, remind me a bit of like a fizzy sidecar. 
and I went with uh, a few guys from the Dad Bloggers Conference, and, and they said, you got to go to this place and have a Pimm's Cup. And it's like in this really tall, thin glass. And it tasted kind of like uh, like Tony, you mentioned the beer before where you're like after you mowed the lawn and just like, ah, it's just like really refreshing. That That's kind of what it reminded me of was something that you could have, like kind of like if you have a gin and tonic on a hot day, it, it just it's kind of satisfying mm. because it's like just kind of refreshing. How are you guys about gin and tonics? Do either are either of you uh, fans of them or do you stay away from them? I have never had a gin and tonic. Jay, who the fuck are you? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> The guy who likes Malibu and pineapple. All right. Well, now I know what to get you. How about you, Tony? Uh, well, if, if somebody else is buying absolutely gin and tonic, uh, I'll go with a, like a Bombay Sapphire and tonic or Tangray and tonic. But uh, I tried to do some cheap gin at home, gin and tonic, and it just wasn't the same. So if I was out and going to have have a have one drink, you know, yeah, yeah, I'd go. I'd go with a gin and tonic. There's a gin that I could suggest that it's it's. I think it's 30 something dollars a bottle, but like if you do that with, you can get the tonic water that's lime tonic water and then do limes with it on top of it. Mm. And it's outstanding. It's called the botanist and it's made in Scotland. It's an Islay gin, hmm. which I'd never, ever heard of. And it comes in this really cool bottle and all that stuff. But like, I'm, I'm with you mostly gin. I'll go cheap. But if I have a few extra bucks and I want to go fancy, I'll get the botanist. And that with gin and limes is just superb on a hot day. Well, I guess now I got to try it. Hey, Jay, you know what? I'm going to send you uh, like a like a flask and I'm just going to fill it with gin and tonic and make you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? And I'm like, you. Yeah, I have no issue with trying things. Like, uh, in fact, if you walk into my house. I think we have an entire closet full of liquor bottles. Like people would probably think we're alcoholics. Um, And like, you just get stuck on those favorites, I guess. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, the drink that I've I've never had, and it came up in uh, what you drinking tonight uh, in a in a recent one, uh, a Moscow Mule. I've n- never had one. Always been intrigued by the copper cups. Uh, you guys fans of those? Delicious. I have had that. Yeah, they're they're fine. I will uh, eschew that for a rum and coke any day, but that's because rum and coke is like my weakness, and it's a drink that I don't really know when to stop. Like I know my limits on pretty much every other drink, but when it comes to rum and cokes, I'll just get like, all right, well, I'm drunk, but okay, let's just keep going. And for some reason, it's like I get Eye of the Tiger on it and I just keep going farther. <laughs> and it's the drink that's like my weakness on that. <laughs> I have a tiger. We just found our common ground. <laughs> rum and cokes? We found our common ground. I, I will drink uh, rum. Yeah, I like rum and cokes yeah. too. What rum? Oh, I go cheap. What is it? Uh, Paramount or whatever. Oh, it's it's it, it, it's cheap. Jay, what about you? What's your well? I think you mentioned a rum earlier. Maybe not. What rum do you go with rum and cokes? Uh, you got me thinking about it. Hmm. You don't release the Kraken. You a Malibu guy? I, I don't mind Malibu. Malibu tends to be my whole. When I joke about having the pineapple drink, my, I put my Malibu into that. Um, so yeah, Malibu, Captain Morgan. I've tried a few different types. Um, I try to stay on the cheap side. Yeah. Like there's one that I get that, uh, it's like 16 bucks a bottle and, uh, it's a Bacardi. Um, I want to say it's Blackheart's not the right word, but it's something like that, but it's like 16 bucks a bottle and it's, and it's really great with Coke. 
And uh, it's like the most unhealthy drink you can have. And I don't care. I love it. I'm going to go back to Tony, actually, because I was been following something that I thought was actually interesting the way you've been doing it. I think it's over on uh, Anchor, Anchor sure. FM, and your bad dad jokes. Tell us about that. Well, bad dad jokes is something I, I actually end my radio show every day with a bad dad joke, you know, just being a dad. And I... I Maybe it hasn't been apparent here, but I, I kind of like to have a clean, wholesome image on the air for my country music loving crowd. And and I, I don't even know how it started, but uh, I just told a bad joke on on the on the radio one day and got some Facebook response f- from it. And and uh, someone said, well, you should do that every day. So, yeah, that's how I end it. Yeah, I, I just thought that it was a very cool medium for you to for you to post it. And I had never actually seen the whole Anchor FM thing. And then I started following it when you posted them. And it's one of those, you know, it, it's it's quick. It's right there in your face. And it, it lets it. it's just something that's there that you can consume media wise that I thought was very interesting compared to the other routes people are taking online. Well, one of the things I like about it is, is it's it's really quick. It, it's really easy to get your audio up to it and, uh, you know, shareable links. They were doing uh, transcribing into shareable videos. They've recently gone through a, a little bit of a tweak on, on the user interface on the on the, the app and the desktop side. So um, that was one of the things that I wanted to get it figured out this weekend and, and time just got away from me. But uh, yeah, I, I'm messing around with the anchor and, and having some having some fun with it. And it, it's easy to share the jokes on, on Facebook that way. You know, that way I can tell my listeners, if you if you ever miss the joke, just go to my Facebook page and, and it'll be right there. Do you, do you test drive those jokes with your kids? I, I do, actually. And, uh, you know, some sometimes, you know, you, you just never know what you're going to get with teenagers. You, you know this, Doug, based on the day or or, or whatnot. <laughs> oh, boy, do I ever. <laughs> so, sometimes you'll get the eye roll. Sometimes you'll... Uh, You'll, you might get a chuckle or a smirk, but, uh, you know, if it's, if I get a good eye roll, I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm going with this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I found that I'm lucky. I, my kids are at, for some reason, the prime age where instead of rolling their eyes, they actually like bad puns and bad jokes. So my wife and I will sit around the table and we're just, it's like a competition, especially with my 10 year old. And we're just like, oh, that's horrible. Do another one. <laughs> Now my thirteen year old my, my thirteen year old son will actually kind of throw here here's a dad joke at me and I'm like okay well bring it let's do it so yeah I I, I think maybe it's uh I think what Tony said about sometimes you get the eye roll and sometimes you're just like kind of like the head nod of yeah that'll do and then you just think okay well that's gold hey, Doug you need to do this next time you're at the grocery store with your kids and uh, you know you're buying milk and it goes through and if they ask you if you want your milk in a bag just say now nah, you can just leave it in the bottle it's in and see what <laughs> see what you, see what your teens do cuz and, and the checker will just look at you like what <laughs> what <laughs> And, and and you'll you'll physically you will see on their face them replaying that conversation and then they'll get it and sometimes they'll laugh and sometimes they'll be annoyed but you try that uh and uh, i think we're uh like at the level tony where we're both uh what can i do to kind of just do something that just kind of mildly embarrasses them but doesn't scar them for life exactly <laughs> yeah I, i'm with you on that one i, I think my favorite thing my my favorite thing to do 
is just going to sound so silly and childish, but it's so great. <laughs> is uh, being in a store with your kids and just farting and then walking away down the aisle. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're like, looking at you like, Dad. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> walking away. Yeah, yeah my kids know. I'll, I'll do that too. And, and I'll just walk up and, and I'll whisper, we might want to leave this aisle. <laughs> oh, oh i don't give them any warning Bend for yourself it's the hunger games do either of you have a favorite bad dad joke you know i might uh, feature it on the on the radio someday i know i put you on the spot so if you don't have one that's all right all right so a string walks into a bar the bar goes we don't serve your kind around here string walks out of the bar rolls himself around on the sidewalk roughs himself up then kind of twists his ends into a, like a little bit of a knot and he walks back in and the bar says, uh, the guy walks back into the bar and the bar goes, we don't serve your kind out here. You're a string. And he goes, no, I'm afraid not. But <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why that dumb joke gets me every time it does. All right. I, I need to try. I need to try one of my favorite jokes, my, one of my favorite jokes and my kids, my wife, they think it's the dumbest one ever. So I just want to try this out on you. All right. Mm -hmm. Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Cause they're so good at it. <laughs> I, uh, was that a pity laugh or do you actually laugh? Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kid that and he's going to be like, shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that after this podcast. I'm walking down telling my kids that joke. All right. And here's one, one more for you. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? A Roman Catholic. <laughs> so there you go. A couple bad this is going to be like our most highly rated podcast. I'm calling it right now. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to have to do a podcast where we just have a bunch of the people submit like bad dad jokes and just be like, here they are. Uh, a while back, a rodeo came to town and, and I took my daughters. And as we were sitting there, I was all serious. And I said, hey, kids, you know, this ain't my first rodeo. And they just groaned. They just, the <laughs> eyes rolled. <laughs> Boo. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. All right, Tony. So, uh, how about this? We get what your social links are. You know how we can can follow you and and like I said, hear your bad dad jokes and uh, follow you for you know submit what we're looking for for whoever what everybody's drinking for Friday. So go ahead and give those out. I suppose the easiest way would be just head over to faithfamilyandtechnology.com. I've got links there to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Google+. Do people still use Google+. I've got that. So uh, that would be the easiest place, faithfamilyandtechnology.com. Links all right there. All right, great. Thanks, Tony, for being on and sharing your drinks and your stories, man. It's been great. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. You've been listening to the Parental Dadvisory Podcast. If you haven't done it already, be sure and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Want to get social with Doug and Jay? Check out parentaldadvisory.com for direct links to everywhere they are online, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. One last thing. If you enjoyed the Parental Advisory podcast, give it a positive review and tell all your f***ing friends about it. <laughs>